Hello and welcome to Bobblehead Podcast. We're glad you're here. Today's a little bit different in that uh, Davin and I dive deep into looking at different types of barbecue. And uh, we rate those based on a couple of different areas. And one being um, difficulty and second being taste. And so uh, we kind of take a little bit of a tangent for us, but uh, we really enjoyed it and hope you do too. Near and dear to my heart. Near and dear, <laughs> near and dear to my waistline. It's it's uh, it's sad as you grow up the things that are near and dear to your heart, and they change. Oh yeah, there's yeah. a few constants, but for the most part, like the things that are near and dear to your heart change yeah. significantly. Yeah, and I I think that's it's not a bad thing. Listen, not in a million years would I have dreamed that one of my favorite things is on a cool fall morning just sit in a rocking chair on the back porch of the lake house really with nothing to do. I would have never in a million years guessed that. Now don't get me wrong. I'm about 15 minutes and done and I've got to do something. You know, you know me. Yeah. That's a, that's a short bit of tranquility. It is. It is. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's for me, that's, I would have never even five years ago. guessed. So did, did you ever like seek out tranquility earlier in life? Just not by sitting on a, like, have you always found peace and like stillness and happiness or like not happiness, but stillness, like just being, whether it's meditation or I whatever. Didn't, I didn't seek it earlier in life. I didn't seek it. Um, but when I was in it, I did recognize it. Yeah. Um, you know, when I was growing up, we had, my parents had a cabin, it really wasn't a lake house. It was a cabin at a lake. And, uh, I can remember the mornings where we go out fishing or go out and, and, uh, and be out on the water when there's not like a ripple in the water and just quiet. We're rowing. You couldn't have a motor on this little bitty lake. And so just rowing out there and the sound of the paddles in the water, I can still remember that and thinking how peaceful and calm that was. Uh, and I, w- I would recognize it when I was young. Huh. But I didn't, but I'd, I wouldn't get up in the morning and go do it if I wasn't going fishing, right? right? It wasn't, I wouldn't go do it for the peace and tranquility. I'd do it because it was a means to an end to get there, but I would recognize the tranquility when I was in it. Well, and, and I think especially for somebody like you, you know, you, you seek it out through different means now, but you're, you're very extroverted. Yeah. You know, like, like you, you are a people person. You enjoy mm-hmm. scenarios where you get to interact and, and whether it's with groups or individuals, like, but, and, and I'm pretty extroverted too, but mm-hmm. what I need because of that is I need those moments where it's like nothing but p- like peace and quiet and stillness right. because like it, it does end up like filling the battery back up a little bit. Yeah. If it's just nothing but social, 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 right. It, it gets to the point where it gets a little bit overwhelming. So those yeah. moments of tranquility and quietness, like yeah. amongst the chaos, like, yeah. you know, like my life is there's an abundance of chaos. Yeah. Especially now. Right. So, so seeking out those five, 10 minutes or two hours or whatever it is that, that I get, whether it's by, you know, sitting in the backyard, um, whether mm-hmm. it's, you know, shooting dove or whatever it is, like, right. like those those little moments of stillness are pretty dang important. Yeah. You know, it, it, it's so funny. You you and I are so different in so many ways, but yet we still enjoy some of the same things. But, you know, I, I get I get about an hour, hour and a half of alone time, unless I'm, like, working on a project. Like, I'm cleaning out the garage or whatever. I'd rather be alone. Right. Um, but if if I'm going to be doing something or hanging out, after about an hour, an hour and a half, I'm like, where's everybody? Uh, so, like, on, <laughs> like, we were at the lake house this weekend. And um, Jamie had to go back into Heath for uh, a wedding shower she had, anyway, she had committed to. And so um, she went back on a Saturday morning and didn't go back until like Saturday afternoon late. 
And so I had the whole day to myself, which was great. I got to do whatever I wanted. And it's funny when you're by yourself, it's amazing how you start the morning off and you're like, what am I going to do? And then these projects start coming up in your mind yeah. and one thing leads to another. Now you've got a list of 15 things and now I'm stressed about, can I get it all done by the end of the day? But you know, I had the whole day, but it was funny about one o'clock. I'm like, I haven't seen anybody all day and it's kind of weird. And I need to like, maybe I could go to the Marina and, go fill up with gas and there's somebody there or something just to interact with somebody. Right. Just to have that. And so it's very different. Otherwise you start talking to Oliver, start having a conversation with the dog dogs. That's normal. Yeah, that's normal. <laughs> he he looks, I talk to him. He looks at me. I talk to him. He asks for a treat. I talk to him. He rolls over and I scratch his belly. You know, that's, that's what, that's where we are. Yeah. So it's yeah. There's there's just some, leave, just let that sit right there. Yeah, we'll just, we'll we'll, yeah. we'll leave that alone. So speaking of tranquility, and spending a long time, I know that one of the th one of the things that you truly love to do, and that is barbecue. Oh, I love it. Yeah. And you know, for for those that are listening that don't live in the South, you know, barbecuing we call it you know we call it grilling, barbecuing, whatever. Is it's a it's a major man pastime here. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I never was much of a guy that liked to cook, but I always enjoyed grilling. But until I started doing like real legit smoking barbecue, it was always a task and not a love. Right. But, um, yeah, but it's, yeah. it's definitely changed. And I, I don't know if that's kind of the thing now, or if that's an age thing or it's get, a getaway. Know. I don't know what it is. I think it's a little bit of both. It, it certainly comes with age. Mm -hmm. Um, and like your, your pastimes, the stuff that you seek out. But I also think barbecue and, you know, whether it's smoking or barbecuing or whatever it is that you're going to call it, I think it's far more trendy now than it was, yeah. you know, even 10 or 15 years ago. Yeah. I grew up in the North, man. And we had, there was propane grills and that was it. And maybe, mm -hmm. maybe some charcoal, but, you know, smoking up North, it, it's too cold. Yeah. You don't see a whole lot of pit smokers up North. So I don't even know it was a thing. And then I moved to Texas and, you know, the famed Texas barbecue, central Texas barbecue style. And man, it was about 10 years ago. I just, I had a buddy and he was a custom fabricator. And I'm like, you know, what about making a smoker? And he made me a big, awesome, robust, like fully offset wood cooker. And that, and explain that. So people that don't know, like it, it's offset is the truest, I say it's the truest way to smoke meat, but yeah. also the hardest. Yeah. You know, it's got the big cook chamber. Right, mm -hmm. where the, so, the meat goes on. Oftentimes think, it's made of like a, a, a late over propane cylinder or something like that. Yeah, think right? of a big barrel size yeah. object. But then right? offset from that, attached to either the left or the right. Traditionally, it's on the right, as you look mm -hmm. at it, is a box. Mm -hmm. Whether it's cylindrical or whether it's square, rectangular, whatever, that's where the, the, the fire goes there. And it's on a grate. And then there's a on the opposite side of that is a smokestack. Mm -hmm. And then the heat passes like through the exchanger and then oftentimes underneath the meat and then up through the smokestack. Right. Um, that's the way that they're designed. And he made it for me. And I'd never, Tim, I'd never cooked a slab of ribs. I'd never cooked a brisket. I'd never done really? anything like that. Until that. I just decided I'd done some research and I'm like, I think this is going to be my thing. Is that like, I, I'm going to learn how to drive. And the first car you learn to drive is like a 700 horsepower. Pretty much. Lamborghini. Yeah. And so I just started consuming as many videos and reading as much as possible and found some, some blogs that I joined and, First, first day it came in, I remember I, I made uh, ribs like that night and followed the three, two, one method, you know? And so I'm just like, I'm going to make some ribs yeah. and they turn out like crap. 
<laughs> and I just kept trying and just kept trying. And same thing with brisket. Like the only, you know, brisket's very complex. And we'll probably mm. get into this a little bit more, but I love it and everybody loves it, but it's hard to cook. It is yeah. not an easy cut of meat. Like yeah. pork butt, super simple. Ribs, not that difficult. But a brisket mm. can and will kick your butt and you can and will blow some meat or some some time. God, can we can we redo that part? Yeah. We can and will you can and will waste time and food by messing up the cooking process with brisket. Yeah, I agree. And, and and what's funny is with that being said though, the briskets I thought I messed up the most are the ones that actually turned out the best. Really? So I, I think that, you know, with brisket, I don't want to get too deep into this thing, but you know, the prep is probably some of the most important for any of the meats mm-hmm. for sure. The prep and then the consistent temperature. Is the are the most important things for brisket. It's, it's not like you're you know with with ribs or pork butt you're you're spraying it and you're doing the different things in the process. With brisket's pretty much just let it be. Yeah, and a lot of it is there's so many different techniques and styles, yeah. man. You know, and, and I started out to where I didn't really trim much at all. You know, like like is I, I left the majority of the fat and you know there's again you can get I can nerd out on this. There's two different actually parts of, of the meat that mm-hmm. form a brisket and there's a big fat layer that runs through it called the decal and that splits the flat and the point. And before, you know, and there's typically on the top or the bottom, depending on how you cook it, is about an inch worth of, of fat, right? Mm-hmm. Before, I'm like, you know, fat's flavor, whatever, you know, so I would just, I wouldn't trim it. But now I'm to the point where I probably trim 30% of the brisket off Yeah. to the point where like I go for as much aerodynamic, as, as much aerodynamic airflow as possible. So even to the point where I take dynamic, well, yeah, because you have to think like if if okay, it, that's if right, you're an offset grill, you, an right. offset because you're you're moving air through it. Yeah, right? if it, if it's if it's flat, then it, it's going to cook more evenly, and you avoid pooling of the fat as it's rendering to which will give you bald spots on the brisket. And I mean, it doesn't mm. really affect flavor, but aesthetics like yeah. you want that nice like like universally like barky brisket, right? Mm-hmm. So I trim a lot of a lot of the the point off of it too, the top part. Like I trim a lot of it off and flip it over. And on the bottom, there's the, the mohawk. I take the mohawk off. I trim a lot of the fat, and I actually make it to where it almost looks like an oval. Hmm, really? No points. No no edges on on barbecue because that's that's the stuff that'll burn and become inedible anyway. So I trim a lot of the flat back, and I, I and it gives it gives less yield, but certainly a better bite of brisket all the way across the board. Hmm. Never tried that one. Yeah, man, you have to give it a shot. It, it's it looks different. Yeah, but the the flavor is just just yeah. better. So, so that kind of leads us to the topic today. And that topic is, is this is, a, we're going to rate, we're going to rate. Mm. And when it comes to barbecue and barbecue meats, what is your favorite? Well, let's just, instead of rating what's your favorite, we'll just go in through, we'll, we'll pick three okay. that we've used. Okay. I'll let you pick the three and we'll rate them one to 10, 10 being the best, one being the worst. What you, number one, what you enjoy and what comes out the best. Okay. You know, I, I think for the first one, let's throw out a uh, pork butt. Okay. It's, I think it's the easiest to make. It's mm-hmm. the hardest. It's just a clod of shoulder, right? Yeah. And usually made up of two different bones, but there's a wide, a Y bone and a blade bone in this thing mm-hmm. and easier to cook because it's, it's really genuinely hard to mess up a pork butt. So, you know, I think, what do you want to rate them on prepping, cooking, and then the and just then, and en- then enjoyment of enjoyment of cooking it and then how it turns out. You know, for me, I, I think it's a little bit less enjoyable to cook because it's, it's just easy. Like I don't spritz. I don't really do much of anything. I just put the thing on and, and, and cook it, but the way that it turns out, I I love. I really do love. So I, I think in terms of the cooking enjoyment, I give it a I'd give it a three or a four. But in terms of the the quality of the meat and the and the product, I'd give it a seven or an eight. I love to cook it and, and eat pork butt. So I have to admit something to you. I had never 
cooked a pork butt until this weekend. Really? Never. How'd it turn out? Um, so here's what I did is I, I, so I, just for context, I have at, at the house, I have a green egg mm-hmm. and the lake house, I have a Traeger. Yeah. Right. And Traeger is a little bit cheating cause it's so, I mean, you literally just push easy the buttons and yeah. easy bake oven. However, I will tell you this. I have, I've had more struggles with how meat turns out on the Traeger than I have on the green egg. And that's not a knock against Traeger. It's just me trying to figure it yeah, out. Right. Cause I it's believe different. That. Yeah. So what I did was, was, um, I prepped this pork butt with some, uh, uh, pork rub, just some different stuff, okay. just simple, more salt and peppery. Got it. Right. Than anything. And, um, and just kind of followed the directions of, I cooked it at two fifty. And, um, and then at some point in time after like three hours, I got the temperature up to like to 160. And at that point in time, I actually flipped it to fat side up okay. on that. And I put it in foil and tell me where I went wrong here, put it in foil and kind of made foil around it. It's almost like a big dish. Yeah. It's called a foil, foil, uh, foil boat method. Foil it, boat it's method. actually a pretty common, pretty okay. common method. Yeah. And it, and it told me to use, um, apple cider. Okay. Didn't have apple cider. And once again, like to put inside of the foil or to spritz it? To actually pour it over the top oh, and wow. let, okay. let that like kind of seep. However, you remember I said earlier in the conversation about Jamie was gone all day? Uh-huh. We only had one car. Okay. So at the lake house, I didn't have apple vinegar, but I do have beer. Okay. So I mixed a can of beer and honey together. Yeah, it, you know. So, um, and then I basically did that, made a foil boat and poured it over the top. And then I basically got the temperature up to 205 is what I'd read. Got it. Okay. 205. Did that, checked it, make sure it was 205 throughout. Good. Pulled it off and let it set for an hour. Just let it, you know, let it rest for about an hour. Went to pull it apart, man. And it was like tough. Really? Like I was having a hard time pulling it apart. So I thought, ah, something I didn't do right. So I pulled it apart best I could. I put it in this big, pot went inside turned the oven on to 275 and left it in there for 30 minutes and when it got done it was perfect really yeah i mean just completely like easy this like took forks and just pulled it apart yeah that's not terribly uncommon and you know people are there's age-old debates about when you should pull a, a cut of meat yeah and this is where when you start to refine your technique sometimes i'll pull a pork butt at 199 sometimes mm-hmm. i'll go to 210 Okay. Like you you have to in that window you start to go for for like the feel of the actual texture in the meat, mm. and at two o five normally at two o five like I I will have pulled at two o three, but you if you if you feel it and and it doesn't like if you're probing it for temperature mm-hmm. and it's it doesn't feel like a but almost like a buttery type texture when when you're when you put the probe in, mm-hmm. it just needs to cook for longer. Yeah. Some, sometimes it just takes an extra and honestly sometimes it's one degree before that before that really? meat will release yeah really? before that collagen will fully like yeah. we'll, we'll get it to to loosen up yeah. and, and to lo- like let that final fat rendering that must have been what it was thing, probably yeah yeah because I, I felt it and i'm like man it, it it's the temperature sounds you know it's, it's telling me but it did stall like it did stall at like 195 okay so i it i had to when i covered i had to cover it up a little bit to keep it from not stalling anymore yeah and, and start cooking again so anyway so with that being said this was my very first experience hey so i, I would say on a effort wise it's probably for me it was a five just because I'd probably never done before and I did have to go move it. Um, and it did turn out really good. And so I'm actually going to make uh, some pulled pork tacos tonight with good. it. And so I'd, I'd say it's probably a seven it, yeah, it, on the taste. 
That's awesome. And so for pulled pork is the only rub where I'll put brown sugar in it. See, what's one of the, some of the some of the recipes call for brown sugar. Yeah. If nothing else, it helps with the color, you know, mm-hmm. because of the the sugars when when they when they start to heat up, like they'll actually darken the color of mm-hmm. of, of the bark. Yeah, you have to be a little bit careful because if you overcook it, then it'll it'll burn. Right, right. those sugars will burn. It'll, mm-hmm. it'll start to taste bitter. But there's a lot of really cool stuff you can do with the pork butt. Yeah. Um, number two, brisket. Yeah. Now brisket preparation can be, it, and it depends on your style. But for me, it's 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 an eight. There's a lot of effort that goes into it, and and I love the preparation of it. But in terms of the technique for how you trim and why you trim a brisket mm-hmm. and how you you put the rub on it is is certainly an eight. So back to the two different meth, different grills I have. I have the the green egg and then I have the Traeger. What I've learned, I've done watched lots of videos, is that for the green egg, I've trimmed very little fat. Really? Because it it, it keeps it so moist in there mm-hmm. and it and the the fat dissolves so quick. Yeah. On well, and, and your heat source is right underneath. And now it's, you have a diffusion. Plate, I have a diffuser. But the more, and, and that affects your temperature because on a big offset cooker, the mm-hmm. bigger the offset cooker, the higher the temperature you can cook mm-hmm. because the more heat dissipation, direct heat dissipation you're going to get between the heat exchanger and when it actually hits the piece of meat. So you right. have to be careful, I'm sure, temperature wise and probably cook a little bit lower than what I can on the big offset. What do you what do you cook your brisket at? So I, I I normally start at 225 for the first two hours and then go to 275. See, I do 215 the whole time. The whole time. Never change it off 215. See, and you can get away with that because yours will hold temp. A big right. green angle hold temperatures for five days. Right. Those wood offsets, man, they'll kick your butt. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm up and down a hundred times a day. Yeah. You know, you know, with the dampeners or adding wood or adding chart or something, right. you know, getting right. the balance to keep the temperature right, right. is is difficult. Yeah. You know, but for for my brisket for the rub, man, I do I keep it real simple. I do a I do a mustard slather to keep to, mm-hmm. to help it bind. Same same here. And I do two parts uh, sixteen mesh pepper mm-hmm. and one part uh, Lowry's seasoning salt. Okay, is what I've stuck with. I I used to do nothing but SPG, and a lot of times I'll, I'll add some some mm-hmm. garlic powder to it as well. Yeah, I was just SPG for the longest time, mm-hmm. but what I found is that it was getting a little bit too salty for my liking. Oh really? So you know, if if you're if you like the saltiness to it. Mm-hmm. You can stick to a one to one ratio, yeah. but, but if you if you like you know a little bit earthier texture, a little bit earthier flavor, don't like salt as much, you can tweak the ratio to your liking. I'm constantly changing my rubs. I, it's every it's all constantly different. Like I'll I'll try something and it works, and when I'm out of it, I'll try something different. See, I, I all my stuff is homemade. Like I haven't I haven't bought a thing of rub like a thing of rub mm-hmm. for a long time. And, and there's a lot that I've tried that that I like, but for me, like I can get my ratio right if I just yeah. get a shaker and you know 16 mesh. Lowry seasoning salt, a little bit of garlic powder. But you also don't mind something that takes 23 ingredients, and I'm out on that. Yeah. And, and, you know, for pork butt's the only thing where I really go a lot of, like, a lot of seasoning, but the rest of it is almost exclusively SPG or some variation of it. Yeah. So so on the Traeger, so back to what I was talking about, the Traeger, I have to trim most of the fat off because it doesn't doesn't melt that fat. Really? It really, some reason, I don't know why, I love it, it's not content. I don't don't know, but it doesn't, it's different. And what I've learned is I have to... I have to cook it longer on the Traeger at 215 than I do on the egg. That's interesting. And so, um, and sometimes I'll even, towards the end, I'll have to bump it up 250 to get it to finish. Uh, but all that being said, man, brisket is just, uh, so effort for me, effort is probably a five and taste is like a nine. I just, man, and, I And love I put a lot brisket. more into it. You know, like I'll, I'll do apple cider vinegar spritz for the first couple hours and then, Later in the cook, I'll actually change to a Worcestershire spritz, and it helps that it helps a, a little bit like complex salty flavor, but helps the color of the bark too. Okay, and, never, and then, never tried that. Yeah, in, in about hour seven or eight, when I wrap it, 
um, that's I'll take it off and I'll wrap it. And I actually use uh, beef tallow. Like I, I, oh, yeah. I have a, a thing mm-hmm. of Wagyu beef tallow mm-hmm. and I'll put a bowl of it in the cooking chamber. Mm-hmm. And when I wrap it, I'll pour that smoked beef tallow over the top of it and then wrap it and then back in the cooker and, until it's done. Of course you do. Yeah. That's, Complexity of flavor. Sounds, Just nerd, nerd stuff. You know, dude, like, that sounds awesome. It, it, it really is good. And, and for me, brisket is all about how long you're willing to rest it. I've oh, gone yeah. to a point where like, I'll let my brisket rest for seven or eight hours. Oh, do you really? Mm-hmm. The longer you can rest it, the more forgiving it'll be because you mm. can use that rendered fat and pour it over the top. And if it's a little bit tough, mm. you can wrap it, let it sit, hold it in the oven at 160, 170, mm. and it will loosen up. Now, it'll yeah. get to the point if for too long where it'll start to lose texture. Yeah. But rest a brisket for as long as you can. Do how, not how, slice into a brisket an hour later. Yes. So how do you rest yours? Uh, I, I just wrap it in, in butcher paper. That's it. And then put it in the oven. Um, I don't do a cooler because the problem with those double walled coolers, you'll get carryover cook. If you don't let the, if you don't mm-hmm. let that thing rest mm-hmm. outside of an oven or or a cooker or the mm-hmm. cooler, it'll go from two hundred three to two fifteen before yeah. you realize it. Yeah, and that's when you can hurt the texture. So I'll, I'll sit mine out for two for about two hours to let the temperature come down, and then I'll rewrap. And then just put it in the oven or put it in in a in a cooler. So funny. There's so many different methods. You know what I usually just pull mine at 190. Okay. 180, 188, 190, and then I'll wrap it in like that uh, peach paper, uh-huh. peach parchment paper, and I'll actually put it in the Yeti, and and yeah. I'll, I'll let it sit for like 10 minutes let while it I wrap over. it, and then I'll I'll put it in the Yeti and just man I'll seal it up, and just let it set, and anywhere between two and five hours, and of course you know with that it's all it's still hot when it when it comes out. I mean it's still warm. And, uh, but it, what it does, it renders the rest of the fat that way inside yeah. of that. It does go up, but it meant every time I've, I, I've tried twice not to do that. In fact, the first time with the Traeger, I tried to just let it sit out and that was, did not work. No. And so I brought the Yeti and put it in the Yeti the next time and it turned out perfect. Yeah. And, and I think perfect slicing for a brisket is 160 to 170 internal temperature. Yeah. That's when it's cooled down enough. Like it's not going to crumble on you. You're not going to lose texture. It's not going to lose any moisture that's inside of the meat. Like hundred percent. Okay. Last question on brisket. Tell me if you do this or not. When you're cutting up the brisket, do you not, unless somebody's watching you, cut off some of the best pieces and just sit there and eat them yourself? Right you, can, there? you can watch me all day long. I, I call that pitmaster privilege, man. <laughs> I don't. Hey. I don't care if you're my mom. I don't care if you're the pope. Like, if it's the best bite of brisket, I know where the best bites of yeah, the brisket I'm, are. I'm the same and way. I'm gonna eat it. I'm the same way. And, and then when it's time to actually eat, I don't eat that much because I've already. I, I don't even touch it. I just want to shower. Yeah. And I'm dealing with the smoke and the and yeah. the and all that stuff for. 15, 16 hours. But you got to sit down. Take a but you got to sit down and listen to the praise you get from the great brisket. Yeah, yeah, of course. And but right. you know, in, in no surprise to you on on this is that I beat myself up on it. I'll taste it. I'll take a couple of bites. Everybody's raving about it, and I'm like, oh, I need more pepper or salt, or I need. Do you the, really? I grumble to myself about how like I oh can refine the technique. And Lisa's like, man, would you shut up? Like everybody loves this thing. It, it, if it's tough, I'll kind of go, oh, that didn't work out so well. Anything beyond that, I'm like. I'm the greatest pit master of all time. And here's a good thing about tough, tough brisket. It turns into chopped beef sandwiches. Oh, like, like that. oh, absolutely. <laughs> Chop it up a little bit of the rendered fat and yep. some barbecue sauce in it. It's the best. Man, then you got Dickie's barbecue, baby. <laughs> <laughs> okay, third meat. Um, I'm gonna go beef ribs. Okay. And and they're hard to find, they're hard to get. Most people are are intimidated by them. You know, the, the dino ribs for people right. that, that don't know what I'm talking about. You know, these things are about a pound and a half a piece. They usually come in, into three bone, three bone packages. And uh, people think they're a lot more like brisket, but they're easy to cook like a pork butt. 
Okay. They're, 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 it, it is hard to mess up a beef rib. See, I, see I've never tried. I do, I do the same the same rub, the same slather I do on a brisket goes on mm-hmm. goes on the uh, on the beef ribs. Put them on the cooker for six or seven hours. Wrap them up after that. Take them to two hundred internal in there. Mm-hmm. Let them rest for about two or three hours, and boom, they're done. And so they're delicious. What do you what do you cook them at? What, what temp? Uh, two fifty. Two fifty. Okay. Mm-hmm. Two fifty to two seventy five. They, they'll, they'll but it handle, takes a lot less time, right? They'll, yeah, they'll cook in seven or eight hours. They'll handle temperatures again like a pork butt because beef the ribs bone, are the, so well, and there's so much collagen and fat. Like if, uh, if you if you've ever had a, a beef rib, when you pull it, like you notice like the stickiness oh, on yeah. your fingers. Mm-hmm. It's the collagen content inside okay. of those beef ribs is so yeah. high, and that's what gives it the really cool texture and flavor and and. And just the the bite of the of the meat itself yeah. is different because the collagen content is so high. And for somebody that's never had a good beef rib before, to me, it's other than like a burn in, which is kind of a not it's it's not a natural thing, but it's yeah. really a, a a good, really good beef rib is some of the best you'll ever have. It's like taking all the best bites of a brisket and smushing them up into yeah. a rib, yeah, and cooking it because the the bark there's there's so much more bark, yeah. There's so much more flavor, and it's just it's like an intense flavored brisket. Yeah. And, and a, the big like the brontosaurus ones that we mm-hmm. get, you know, at, at Costco wherever else, one and one is about all you can handle. Oh yeah, hundred I mean, percent. Yeah, one rib and you're done. Yeah, and when you go to a you know you go to a barbecue place and it's thirty bucks a pound for them and they're about a pound and a half. Yeah, and of course half of that weight is in the bone. Bone, but um. But which is the other thing, to me, the bone gives it some some flavor. Same thing with the bone and ribeye or it whatever is. else. It, right? it, like it gives a little yeah. bit of flavor. That marrow comes through. Hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. But so for me, I don't like. I'm like you. Like I don't eat much brisket. I really mm-hmm. don't. It's it's probably my favorite thing to cook, but my least favorite thing to actually sit down and really? eat of my own. And and I I love it, but I think I'm just so over it. Yeah. I'd rather chop it up and put it in like a brisket taco or okay. something like that rather okay. than just just eat it pure. Okay. Same thing or a burn end or something yeah. like that. There's so much more you can do with it. But again, but by the time everybody's devouring it and like I'm over like pissed off in the corner because it didn't turn. It was 99 percent instead of 99.5 percent. And then I just want to go take a shower. And I'm, I'm going to say this. We'll finish up with this. I've never had burn ends as good as the ones you make. They are un freaking believable. Yeah, that's just cooked like point of the brisket, like with the fattiness. And it is. Then you cook it down with butter, uh, brown sugar, honey, barbecue sauce, and some hot sauce, and then put in a cast iron and let it, let it kind of render the, render it down and thicken it all up. And I mean, it's just like meat candy. It's unreal. Yeah. It is absolutely unreal. And there's a thousand different ways that you can do it. And, and you know, for the people that, that want to get into it, it really is fun. If you're, if you're a middle-aged dude, like <laughs> you really, it should be a rite of passage where, right. you, where you start to learn to cook this stuff. Yeah. And, it'll give you that peace. It'll give you that tranquility. But for me, it, it stimulates my mind too, right? It's learning in a different way. And you know, Mm -hmm. like I'm, I'm a learner. I love to learn about things and, you know, being able to kind of submerse myself into that, that barbecue culture, I'm learning something different about, you know, the way that different types of meat cook and at what temperatures and and what kind of rub suits it best and what kind of sauce complements it, which the best sauce that complements Texas brisket is no sauce. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. You're right. But if you put sauce on, it's because you ruined it. Right. It's fun to learn to get up early in the morning on a Sunday and, you know, start to pit at five o'clock in the morning and and get some of that tranquility. Mm -hmm. And then at the end of it comes a product that your family gets to enjoy and brings your family or your friends together. And then you get to grumble about it and go take a shower. (laughs) Which is to me the favorite, (laughs) my favorite thing is when we have friends coming over and, and, and there's nothing, especially with brisket, there's nothing like that smell Mm -hmm. towards the end of a brisket cook. Yeah. And then everybody comes over and smells it and they're like, this is going to be a good night. Yeah. You know, for me, it was having the football team over with yeah. 80 pounds of pork butt. 
And those boys destroyed all of it. And, yeah. and you know, whether I was, whether it was perfect, whether it was imperfect, whatever, like it, it brought everybody together and everybody was happy. And, and I felt pride, I, I felt pride, not just in the product, but like in the effort that I put into the product to bring those boys together and help make yeah. them happy. So it was yeah. pretty cool. Well, when, when you do this on, on one, we talk about, uh, different ways, different methods. And, uh, you know, we talked about offset versus trigger. We need to do the same rating thing for those. Yeah. I mean, we can just do it right now. Offset and then everybody, everything else. Goes <laughs> oh, in the trash. here we go. Here we go. <laughs> All right, man, this was fun. Enjoy that. Yeah, absolutely. Sophie didn't. I don't think she's just rolling her eyes in the back. Like, would you guys shut up and get this? I thought she with? fell asleep. She did. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> All right, man. Till next time. All right. See you.